Are you a bottom that was canceled on after douching? Well, you may be entitled to some financial compensation. Call the law offices of Tom, Nick, and Jay at 334-GAY-TALK today. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Greetings and salutations and Happy New Year 2023 and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio where you can access that live stream every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm in the studio with my bitches, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. Let me ask you something about that boyfriend of yours, or your boyfriend's boyfriend's boyfriend. Where's she been at all of 2022? It's like the elusive, like... Yeah, what, what's going on? Elusive solar man? I don't know. Yeah, the solar guy. Yeah, I know. You not know, sure. Not. You know how that goes. Mm. Nacho what? cheese. Nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're back for another, um, you know, amazing uh, show, as I like to call it, even though, you know, it may or may not be. Who knows? Uh, but um, we're going to do a quick roundtable and uh, talk about some craziness. There's a lot of craziness happening, and it's only January 4th. So toss it over to Trish. Trish, darling, how are you? <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> better. Better's good. Yeah. Better, better. Have you been bitter. battered? Bitter? Better, batter, bitter. Okay. That's all of the bees. Uh-huh. She's like the Better Business Bureau. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> no, I mean, I had, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of a rough New Year's Eve. <laughs> all, I think we all did. I think we all did. Uh, yep. No, Tom had to bring me home yeah. to his home. <laughs> to my home, yeah. I, I wasn't initially going to go out at all, either the, uh, the 20, what, the 30th or the 31st. And then... Um, Paul got me hooked on um, MetaQuest, right? It's a virtual Oculus. Oculus virtual thing that you play video games on. And I've been hooked. So I've been, you know, on that shit, like banging myself into everything in the house because you can't see where you're going. Even though you create your borders, I still bang my shit. And, um, <laughs> and so I liked it so much that um, on Friday, right, that was the day before New Year's Eve, um, Edwin came over and I said, Edwin, you got to try this. And he liked it so much. We got in the car and drove around until we found one and we bought one. And then we stayed up to like, oh my God, two o'clock in the morning drinking and playing video games. Which we did on Wednesday? On Wednesday. Well, no. Tuesday. We, we, Tuesday. Tuesday. No, Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Monday. No, I know you mentioned it last week when I came. So And um, and then so that so that was Friday. And then Saturday, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill and I'm not doing anything. And then Edwin was like, no, we're going out. So I went out with him. Um, no, that was Friday. I went out with him and I got messed up. She was nasty, like dead. <laughs> and then Saturday, you call me. Nick calls me and says, you know, I'm going out, but I'm not going to go out if you don't go out. And I'm like, so you're literally guilting me into accompanying you to go out, even though I don't want to, because I said I was going to stay home. And then I get up, I get dressed. 
I take a shower, I get dressed, I get ready, prop myself <laughs> up. Okay, it's New Year's Eve. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And this bitch calls me as soon as she gets up. I don't think I'm going to go out. I was like, oh, hell no, motherfucking bitch. I already <laughs> showered. I'm ready to go. I'll meet you at the bar at 10 o'clock. I shaved my balls. I sure did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, no, <laughs> note to self, you cannot go out drinking without eating. That's oh, important. Yeah, that's and, important. And so, yeah. So, you know, I had to slow it down because i knew you weren't yourself and she volunteered her keys so i took them and i drove her home with me and the next day we drove her back to her car which is really surprising for me normally i put up a fight i'm like no i'm fine i could drive but i was like oh no i definitely cannot drive (laughs) so So it was a good evening then oh yeah yeah we had fun it was fun it was fun yeah and then you know here I am, Oculus again, and I'm freaking hooked. I, I think I played like two sets of, on Monday, of two sets of like a, a whole, you know, 18 hole hockey game, uh, hockey, uh, golf. golf game with, golf. with, um, with Edwin and, and Paul, believe it or not, on Sunday night after the bar into Monday, we were up until five in the morning playing golf. Oh no. He showed me a whole bunch of secrets. I was like, yeah, you can fly. He showed me how to fly throughout the whole golf course. We're going to have to do it. It's amazing. But, um, but yeah, so that was our weekend. Yeah. Jaybird, how you doing? As I take a sip of my soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like the waiters, the waitresses that wait for your mouth to be full. Uh-huh. <laughs> to come over to the table and be like, by the way. What can I get you? <laughs> what can I get you? It's like when the dentist is doing work in your mouth and he starts talking to you. And like, are you expecting me to answer? I'm like, I can't even yeah. move my tongue right now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> She's what? like, ah, oh, you know, and right? Do you agree? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you sound like that a lot lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I heard he was like, yeah, there's a lot of abrasions back there. Yeah, I know. You were actually telling us that depending on on how often you you perform oral sex, that a doctor can actually tell if you've been having oral sex, a dentist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How so? They can tell by the abrasions in the back, in in the the back, back of, of your throat. throat. <laughs> you got bruises back there. Yep. Have you been sucking? I have a healthy marriage. Sir, you're married to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, yep. my, I, what can I say? My wife has a, she has a, a strap on. Yep. There you go. I have to lube hey. it up before she tries to stick it in me. So there you go. Is. There anyway, you go. How are you, Jack? Good, not bad, not bad. Um, still ongoing with this whole, you know, back and neck thing. Finally got a diagnosis, so I have a, a herniated disc, which is never fun. Not right? a fun when you have thing. A, or anything herniated. Is, <laughs> yeah, hernias are never fun. Yeah, well, you know, it's been so long that I was starting to doubt whether I was actually. You know how you feel sometimes, right. like you am I really injured or is it just I'm I'm being a baby about it? You know, right. so to, to finally get some confirmation kind of validates right you know what i've been knowing all along you know because of course you, you got everybody else at work that's just like oh so how long before you're back in the office you know oh, what i mean i just don't know so that was you know that, that, that's some good news i guess right not the greatest but at least i know what's going on and, and, um, and new year's new year's um i really wasn't planning on doing anything um it's been a crazy year. We lost a couple of friends before the end of the year. Yeah, so that's right. Not that's in a right. party mood. Um, so I, we ended up going to my sister's house, spent it there. It was kind of low key, just immediate family, nothing crazy, uh, which was nice. You know, it was right. nice. 
I think by one one thirty I was back home. The missus had had enough, and I was like, I'm ready to I'm and ready when to go the to missus bed. has had enough, oh, she's, she's had, had enough. enough. <laughs> if you don't get her out of your face, she'll start biting you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, you know, went home, and it was I called it a night early, and it, it was right. pretty much it. So, but that makes but sense, yeah, though. Yeah, it was. No, it was. I mean, so I remember, I remember celebrating New Year's Eve, you know, when I was in my twenties, and it was all about like, yeah, let's go out, let's do this, da da da, it's gonna be fun. By twenty five, I was just like, okay, this is cool, we're gonna go out, drink. By the time you hit thirty five, you're like, why? I'm just staying home. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the ball drop from here. Yeah, it's like, you know, and then it was raining. It was yeah. a little wet out yeah. there. Yeah, it was. At least for us. And we're going through like this like fake spring right now where it's like in the fifties and we're like so oh, weird. what the hell is happening? Because That's... it's literally fifty it was what, fifty six degrees, almost sixty degrees today? It was fifty nine when I looked at the temp around three PM. Right. It's crazy. And it's January fourth. Yeah. We're supposed to be like in the teens. I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I don't you know, I love this weather. I it... So I'm not complaining, but like, it's a bit of whiplash. Like I can't in the morning, I can't deal with it because I get up and it's chilly. So I put on a sweater and I go to work, I get to work and then halfway through work, I'm fucking sweating. Yeah. And I'm like, my hair is falling down. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sweating. I look like a mess. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. Like you overdressed and you knew it was going to be warm. That's how you feel. Yeah. That's why they always say dress in layers, right? So that you can start taking peeling stuff off. Walk around like an onion. Like an onion. Right. Peel one layer off. Oh, it's still too hot. Peel the other layer off. Before you know it, you're a fucking salad. That's <laughs> 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 the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, but wow. yeah, no. So it was it was a nonchalant New Year's Eve. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too crazy. I know my my daughter Roxy stood out with my nieces at my sister's house. I think they went to bed like at four a.m. So they partied all night. Is it me or does it seem like just yesterday was 2021? Yeah. Like where the fuck did 2022 go? And I've noticed as you get older, the years fly faster. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I I, COVID. I blame COVID. COVID. COVID is (laughs) Like, honestly, like I don't remember pre-COVID. Yeah. Like I, I remember maybe a couple of things that happened in 2019, but prior to that, it was just like, what? Yeah. It was weird. It was but weird. But yeah, yeah it's, I don't even know what I did for going from 2020 to 2021 for New Year's. Uh, we spent oh, it together. Yeah, we did. We watched the ball drop. Yeah. And Anderson Cooper, Cooper was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> no, no, not him. Um, uh, God, the other one. Help me. Um, uh, Anderson uh, Cooper and, and, and Andy. And yeah, that, that Andy. Andy and, Dick. No, no. Andy Rooney. He's oh, the one that that Andy. does produces all the housewives of every county oh, and oh. world and yeah, I know who you're talking and, about. And whatever. He, so he got so fucked up. They banned alcohol from the show this year, which is kind of fucked up. Kind of uh, fucked up. I mean, uh, I think there's a difference between banning it and then maybe just kind of like limiting that. Yeah. But but like he, you're the producer, you could be like. Taking the bottle away. I'm getting a phone call that I need to take. Okay, so go ahead. Um, so yeah, Bye. No, no. But the thing is that um, it, it's weird because um, he they were drinking that 2021 
yeah, 2021 into 2022, and they got so trashed. And but the thing was, it was hilarious. Like yeah. people were really enjoying the banter, and not to mention Don Lemon from CNN was doing a party at his house with his wife, and he was already home, and he was hammered. Yeah, so it it, it was an all around party. It, it, it was an all around thing <laughs> in different locations, yeah. and everybody was just drinking and hammered. And then this time around, they were like, "You can't drink." And I felt so bad for Anderson Cooper because he gets giggly. Yeah, when he starts when drinking, drinking, you know, you know when he it's already up there because he's like. Yee! You know, he gets very, yeah. very giggly. And, and then you, you know, throw some someone in there like, like, what's her face? Um, oh, God. Redhead. Kathy. Kathy. Um, Kathy Gifford? Gifford? Griffin. Oh, Griffin. Oh, my God. She's freaking crazy when, when she's like, you know, doing her thing. And then this year they had one of the networks actually had Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus hosting together. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about a duet that they did on the show and I was like, oh wow, this is hilarious. And um and I was like, wow, you know, it's 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 so demure. I was like, give me back my drunk bitches. Yeah, it, I think you know it kind of you also gotta look at the fact that, you know, twenty one into twenty two, we were going through a lot of shit. And I think and, and, and we still are <laughs> and we still are, but I mean that was still kind of like the you know, coming to the end of the major fucking pandemic. Right. We had all this stuff going on. Who who knows what are the stressors they were dealing with? I mean, if you look at what we were dealing with right. over here. Right. And, right? you know, so, they so had I to think be in the front drinking, of the camera. Yeah, yeah. Right. then they had to be in front of a camera. And I'm sure the, the liquor was done. They were like, oh, this is good. This is, you know, we're having a good time right. for a change. And it was cold. So it yeah. helped kept them warm. Keep them warm to a point. But, so. I, I don't know. I, I they want, got too happy. Yeah, Andy, <laughs> Andy and Anderson, um, you know, those two need to definitely come back drunk next year. <laughs> It it made the show. Yeah, They're yeah. slurring like we were we were having a contest. Every time one of them said a word, and I can't remember what it was, one of us would take a shot. Oh boy, we were fucked up by the end of that. But we were home, yeah, right. And yeah. so we didn't have to travel anywhere. We made a conscious decision. We're gonna drink here. We're gonna eat here. We're gonna do all that stuff here, and it gets done. Yeah. But them being drunk seriously is it was the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was you a know, change. We were talking about Anderson Cooper and how he starts giggling when he starts getting drunk. Yeah. And it's a funny giggle. And and, and then him and Kathy Griffin forget it. It's like that woman, she, she, she got ter- canceled. She terrorizes him to death. But <laughs> anyway, we had, for, for what it seems, a very, very light but enjoyable New Year's Eve and New Year's itself. So we're hoping that all of you, um, wherever you may be, be around the world had the same and uh wow just wow here we are 2023 mm-hmm. the new, year. Fuck? new year let's hope new stuff i know I it's know. been a, it's been a good new year for me i mean so far so, so far, far knock on wood yeah. i mean the first day back to work i got a phone call from a sponsor and they confirmed that they were gonna do um a sizable donation. A very sizable, sizable donation, donation. Which is great. Um, which I kind of knew was happening, but it right. was kind of like a verbal conversation. Right. But then it was like... You just need it on paper. Yeah. Right? yeah. When it's on paper, and when I you have that like, commitment... Uh, I like walk into that office, I'm like... <laughs> she had an extra pep in her step. I was like, how do you feel about this? Yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Good. Interesting. So there's a lot of uh, things going on, and we're going to just jump right in. First of all, um, 
Have any of you been following the shit show that is the House of Representatives right now? No, but you have. I have. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. So you know that during the midterms, <clears throat> the Republican Party won the majority in the House um, by, you know, a couple of seats. Um, but nonetheless, you know, one of the responsibilities of the House of Representatives is that on the first day you elect your speaker, the person who will lead your party, who will lead the chamber. And in 100 years, there has never been a situation in the last 100 years in where the speaker wasn't elected in the first round of voting. And we're going on day two, vote number six, and dear Kevin McCarthy, God bless his cell, cannot for the life of him secure the speakership. And so you know that Nancy Pelosi resigned as Speaker yep. of the House. She stepped down. And uh, Hakeem Jeffries, um, who is now the leader of the Democratic Party, first black man to be in a leadership role of, of that magnitude and also potentially, you know, could end up being number three in the line of command to become president if something were to ever happen to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Because these fuckers can't get their shit together and about 20 Republicans are literally preventing um, this vote vote from actually having successfully electing uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And it is fucking hilarious to watch. And all, all you see, it's like they're showing you shots of all of the, the chamber cameras are showing you shots of all the representatives. And the Democrats are all just leaning back like, yep, I'm just going to watch this clown car play itself out. And so the Democratic minority leader, because he's in the minority party right now, has been getting consistently 212 votes. You need 218 to mm -hmm. secure the majority and become speaker. There is a potential that if this man, Kevin McCarthy, cannot get to 218 and some moderate um, Republicans decide that they're going to support someone that can get to 218, that you might have a Republican-controlled House with a Democratic speaker. Is that historic? Has that ever happened? No, never. It has never happened. Not only that, he would be the first African American speaker of the House of Representatives in the U.S. <gasps> if he were to be elected speaker, oh. he's got two hundred. As of fifteen minutes ago, he had two hundred and ten votes. Jeffries, well, uh, two twelve. Two, two, yeah, two twelve was the total. And so then the thing was, they did three votes yesterday before they convened. They they called. Um, you know, called a motion on the floor to convene the very next day at 12 midday. Then they come in today at 12. They have three more sets of votes, all failed. And someone yells, you know, I invoke a motion to, you know, go on recess until 8 p.m. tonight. So they're going to go back at 8 and see two hours, you know, a little under two hours from now to see if they could, with another vote, finally secure the Speaker of the House. But what is the reason that the Republicans aren't giving him those votes? So 20 of the Republicans that are currently <clears throat> stalling him, not wanting him to be Speaker, are those that are mega Republicans. The Boberts, the, you know, Matt Guyatts from Florida and all these other like clowns that have been asking for concessions in regards to having committee assignments being prominent um, being put in prominent positions in committees and they're like uh, we're not going to give you renegades a spot in committees when nobody likes you anyway 
You know what I'm saying? There's 20 votes to Rep Donalds. So those are those 20 people that are... Right. They're literally voting for... They pick a random (laughs) representative from the... And vote for him. And they just vote for him to not give Kevin McCarthy the the speakership. And it is fucking hilarious. Because, you know, here's the irony. You go through all this trouble. You spend millions and millions of dollars to gain the majority in the House. And then your own party can't even elect your own leader. It's fucking crazy. I've been sitting like... I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. And again, this has never happened in a hundred years. In the last hundred years, the last time it happened, it was in the 1920s. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's that's what you get. I, I, I don't even know what that what will happen. The thing is, too, that on top of all of this, without them electing a speaker of the house, the house cannot do business. It's in the Constitution. So the actual entity itself to do the people's business, they can't do business until they have a leader. So in a sense, it's not like they could say, let's move forward and we'll figure it out down the road. Right. Literally, Jeffries needs six more votes. That's right. And he would have the majority and he would become a Democratic um, speaker of the House to a Republican Republican controlled. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's not, but it's not a long shot now at this point. Six failed votes. Not two, not three, six. This is crazy. And every single time, all he needs is to lose five people. And every time they go down the roll call, they don't even get to the C's and they already have six people that vote against him. And then he's like, fuck, now I got to wait for all 435 members to go through the rolls before we can start this count all over again. It's fucking hilarious. It is. And all the Democrats are sitting back. Nancy Pelosi's in the back like... (laughs) <laughs> i cannot with her but i love her so much um but that's where that is you know and then you have uh what's his name what's that crazy one that's been lying he got caught lying santos santos yeah he's literally they showed him yesterday he was sitting in the chamber by himself in a little chair nobody's talking to him he's like being shunned by the party but he's there and no one's mentioning the fact that he lied to his con- constituency in getting elected. Um, and the reason why he's still there, because he's one of the ones that's voting for McCarthy. Right. So they're not pushing him to resign and pushing him to do all these things because he's a vital vote that McCarthy needs. Plus, plus the they're keeping him. Plus he's another Republican in, in office. So, that, right. You know, right. And it's just hilarious. And they also spotted the fact that he was showed up at the, on the floor without his writing morning. Mm. It's trouble in paradise. I would not call that paradise. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. I don't know. Is he gay? Well, his gay lover might be. <laughs> He's not gay. His boyfriend is. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah, and, and they've been hounding him, man. Santos may be a bi brother in, in the closet, you know? You never know. And and you know what? And and if you want to be a closeted queen, that's okay too. We're not going to force you to come out, you know, before you're ready. Yeah. And I understand that you know, being in, in politics, sometimes people tend to want to suppress and hide a large part of their lives to you know appease the masses, the the people that you need to vote for you. But hey, what was it that Leslie Jordan used to say? May God rest his soul. Every trash can has its lid. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So that's that. That's the shit show. I can't wait till 8 p.m. so I can sit down and watch it happen all over again. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. 
So, yeah, tonight's episode might be posted a little bit late. I'm just letting you know. Because <laughs> she's going to go upstairs and she's going to sit down and just watch it all happen. Ah, so we're going to jump the pond. We're going to go to um, the Mediterranean or... What, yeah. are we, what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to the Mediterranean. We're going to Italy. Pope Benedict, the, the 16th, was you it? You need to start putting your stories in the notes like you used to do. I know. Like, well, I mean, you never read them anyway. You need to stop telling people to call you while we're recording. Dear Elsie. Dear Elsie. <laughs> I'm ca- so anyway, um, while she's handling um, her very important business over business there, calls. we're going to talk about the ex-pope Benedict Sixteenth. Um, he was a staunch anti-LGBTQ plus pontiff. He died at 95 years old. And all I can say is good riddance. You know? Hell hath no fury like a whole bunch of gay people wishing you to, you know what, go bye-bye. Because um, he was well, hasty. He, 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 had, um, he had stepped down. Yeah, he was so, only pope for like five years. And then yeah, he stepped because down. Because of his illness. and, and right. But I think he's also the, f- the first pope to ever step down from his. I think so. I think, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, don't, that's what I'm I, I don't follow the papacy yeah. that much. I mean, I know... I know because of how, um, you know, how, um, how would I say, I know because how, of how historic it was to actually see a conclave in our lifetimes after Pope, um, Juan Pablo. Yeah. John Paul. John Paul, when he died, he was Pope for like, you know. Yeah. I think he was one of the longest running. Three decades. He was like Queen Elizabeth. They've been there since, since (laughs) they owe Jesus. Right, since before tweezers, yeah, they were the original OGs, and and so the only thing that I'm familiar with is is the process of of you know the the conclave because it was such a historic thing that not many people get to see in their lifetimes. We had two of them back to back, right? Yeah, we had this pope's um, conclave when he was elected, and then the current pope. The current pope. Um, but yeah, good riddance. I'm like you know a 95 year old fucking anti gay. Uh, he did Hater. some good stuff. Uh, Benedict? The one that just died? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, no, he, he came was, out and said some good stuff. No, he was a staunch anti uh, Was it the one before him that I'm thinking of? It's, you're, talking, you're thinking about the one after him, the current pope. Thank you. Yeah. So Pope, why are we talking about the? Because he's a he's a, a gay hater, and all I wanted to say was good riddance. Oh, that's why. Okay. Because he was nasty. Oh, I got it. Sorry, slow on the uptake. Yeah, I know he died, but he wasn't the pope. No, he's the <laughs> right ex pope. He was one of, like Jay said, one yeah. of the few popes that actually resigned his post. Right. It had never been seen, and which is why we got two conclaves in our lifetime, which, you know, mm-hmm. most people don't get to see in one. Yeah. So because yeah, he said uh, marriage equality was the product of the Antichrist. Right. So. Oh, yeah. He was very anti-gay. The current pope, I forget his name. Um, I've lost that. He's from Argentina. To, to be honest. I, One I of the first times that they've actually The last pope elected. I knew was in charge was done this. I didn't even know he had stepped down, to be honest. Yeah. So... Oh my God! It was a huge thing. I mean, to have two well, conclaves. I don't have cable. I don't have cable. Yeah, Pope, Pope Francis. Francis yeah, he's one, the current yeah. one, right? But I he's the one that's been talking, yeah. you know, um, about you know 
LGBT rights and yeah. in, in in a very very vague way, yeah. but you know I don't want to give them too much credit, but they mentioned it, <laughs> which is important, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, you know he's gone with the wind. Peace out. What do you have, Miss Thing? No, sorry, I keep stepping away. I'm trying yeah. to get a sponsorship for the show. Oh well, that's important. <laughs> which show? Our show. Oh, okay. That's not really what's going on. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> so we got um, we got you. We got you. So yeah, I'm gonna so that we're just gonna pause on this story, right? Yep. Because twenty eight minutes in, um, we're gonna take a break and when we come back we have more. Because there's still a lot of shit crazy things happening. So um we will be oh wait, 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 we will be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back from the break, ladies and gents. Thank you for allowing us to go rinse and repeat, repeat and refresh and do all that good stuff. But we are back. Uh, we have uh, one more thing that we would like to talk about that I think will take us through the second half because some some of the big things that happened in 2022. So I'm going to toss it over to Trish over here so that she can uh, tee us up. Miss oh, Trish. Okay. Well, yeah. So, happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> happy 2022. 2023. 2023. Look at me. I'm gonna, um, but I'm this story is about the biggest LGBTQ plus news stories of 2022. Right. So, the first one, I'm going to let you all guess. Um, don't say it. What? Gay? Gay, yeah. So, yes, of course. So the first story <laughs> is don't... the. It's about the Don't Say Gay bill that was passed in Florida. Um, so, again, uh, as we have talked about on the show, Florida um, passed a bill with Republican with their Republican governor, which basically allows schools at, to pretty much ignore anything gay and also not teach anything gay. And if someone exhibits signs and or confides in a teacher, they have to then the teacher that has to go and tell the parents. Right. So this bill passed and actually recently, I believe there was, we spoke of a story last week where 18 attorney generals are actually suing uh, against the law. Right. But I think, so the Supreme court just struck down an anti-trans bathroom bill out of Florida so I believe, yeah, I was I was reading something um, earlier today where it said that um, the Supreme Court itself didn't strike down but upheld. Um, oh, correct. Thank you. Upheld. It upheld a ban uh, in Florida that would ban trans kids from being able to use the bathroom to which they identify with, um, which is quite striking because there's already, um, you know, executive orders that were signed by Biden at mm-hmm. the beginning of his presidency, uh, which stated that he would support trans youth and, and, and instituted at the federal level, a lot of protections for trans people who were serving in the military, for example, or individuals that are working in the government capacity of some sort. Um, and, you know, they had said, I remember Jen Psaki, who at the time was the press secretary for for Biden at the beginning of his administration, had said that, you know, Biden is is 
supporting trans individuals 100% and that the, the administration was ready to, to react or act or um, go after any state that would say or do otherwise. Right. And so we just have to see how this, you know, how things play out in regards to this. But this don't say gay bill uh, is not one that only passed. Right. Because it passed in March of 2022. So this was right in the beginning of, of 2022. And there are other states that are trying to actually pass laws very similar, similar to this yeah. um, in in other areas of the U.S. as well. But anyway, mainly below the Bible Belt. Right. You know, everything, remember when I used to call it the Mason-Dixie line, and it was actually the Mason-Dixon line? That's the line that divides the southern states from the northern states, and you can say anything past this line, like below this line, is just very crazy for gay people. Hmm. You remember that? I used to call it the Mason-Dixie line, and and Chris corrected me, he's like, it's Mason-Dixon, and I was like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. Um... (laughs) Yeah, but but this don't say gay bill has been very catastrophic for for LGBTQ plus youth in the state of Florida, and I don't see things getting better um, for them unless you know something happens in where a court may strike down this law as it being unconstitutional or violating the rights of individuals um, who happen to be members of the community. So you know what was really kind of amazing this year yeah. is so. For Christmas, I bought um, Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag for my niece, who's not even one yet. Oh, um, and you know, she opened it up. She loved the colors, and she she was actually flipping through the pages, which was adorable. But at the same time, my brother said something that was like kind of poignant, and I'm like, "Who are you? Like, what happened to you?" Um, <laughs> but like he said, you know, I don't understand why we can't teach. To gay history in schools like if we have to teach every other history why can't we teach about lgbtq plus history that's why i love this book and that's why i'm so happy you bought it for demi and and i was floored by the fact that he said that yeah he's from connecticut but he is a republican right Right. But, you know, you also have a gay brother. He has first firsthand experience with, you know, being being related to a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And a lot of people don't understand or realize the power of being vocal within your family and being outspoken about who you are as an individual and and, you know, fighting for your right to exist at your own table. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in the end, you get you know, happy endings like yours, where your brother's publicly advocating to you. Um, are we doing this again? No, we're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, you know, he loves you and that he sees you and that he wants your niece and his his child to, to have a sense yeah. of this is normal, right? Well, and the reason I bring that up is because a, a part of the bill is removing any type of um, history or uh, literature that has anything to do with um, the LGBTQ plus history from K through 12 schools. 
Right. And, and which makes no sense because, I mean, you know, you still have to learn in, in science and biology, for example, about homosexuality. Right. It, it is a standard term that is used and taught in, in schools. Yeah. I you mean, have I, to learn about the penis. You have to learn about the vagina. I remember we had a guest come in and talk about uh, something about, you know, gender identity and all that stuff. And then. Looked around the room and said, you know, one in 10 of you, which I think the number's gone up now, um, is going to identify as gay when I was a kid. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, mm. it's me. <laughs> it's me. I know, but I, no. Sorry. Can he tell? <laughs> oh, yeah. is that the way I'm sitting? I, 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 I'm going to go. Did he look at you while he was saying it? One in ten of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be you, little kid. I see you. Yeah. I see you. And if, if, Girl. if if you went to school dressed up anywhere near what you were wearing in that photo where you had the little crop top with the with the knee high socks. You gotta remember I played football in high school, so yeah, it was it wasn't really like I'm not talking that. about high school. Oh yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, elementary, middle school. Oh they knew. I Pri- mean prior to you hiding your sexuality behind football. <laughs> I mean you were flaming before it was stylish to actually have fire pits. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> All right. So our number two story were was uh attacks on trans kids. Right. So right wingers having failed to block marriage equality and other aspects of LGBTQ plus progress have trained their uh, have trained their sights on trans youth. Most egregiously, they're seeking to deny trans kids medical, nece- medically necessary gender-affirming care. In Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott... Fuck her. <laughs> ...acting on legal opinion from Attorney General Ken Paxton... Mm-hmm. Fuck her. Fuck her. ...ordered state's child welfare agency to investigate parents for child abuse if they allow their kids access to this care. Interestingly enough, you mentioned the name Ken Paxton because he is the attorney general from the state of Texas who he himself uh, is currently under investigation for a lot of shit that he's done in previous previous public offices um, that haven't really been settled yet. Interestingly enough, Hmm. but go ahead. No, I mean... uh I, I, I can go on, but I think that kind of covers it. I, it's, you know, we're talking about the fact that we have people that are investigating parents who are trying to offer their kids the care that they actually are seeking and or need. Um, I mean, we I know around this table, we all have our opinions about blockers and about hormones and about what age that, you know, should be allowed and or, you know, talked about but at the same time as a parent it's your job to protect your child and if you are then investigated and your child could potentially be taken away from you it's it's very catastrophic to think that that could be a situation that could legally happen in some of these bible belt states you know especially in a state like texas you know Mm -hmm. um where the majority of of the lgbtq plus community lives in a state of constant fear Right. Depending on, you know, whether you live in a suburb and you're not in a major city like Austin or, or, um, you know, Dallas or Houston, you could find yourself in a situation where um, if you're in rural Texas, you could be in, in physical danger and in, in a in a state where you can actually open carry. Right. People carry weapons in the state of Texas like they're toothpicks. Yeah. You know, after some cheese on a platter. 
But beyond that, too, I mean, it's not just parents that are being attacked. We also are seeing hospitals being attacked in these states where this legislation is being proposed. For example, in Oklahoma, the main hospital who was offering these services, which they can still or they could still at this point offer. I don't know if they still can offer these services. They stopped doing it because they were being harassed. So and they're now being afraid of being sued. Yeah. Right. And now they're withholding well, the, the funds. State, yeah. The state was withholding funds. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, Florida's medical boards have banned most of the care for trans youth in general. Right. And it, it's, it's sad because who suffers, right? The individual, the person that's actually going through uh, th- this life-changing uh, event in their life is now being pushed pushed aside and cast aside and told that you are less than, told that you're not worthy, told that you cannot get the, the care that you deserve. And that doesn't hurt anyone other than this individual because these people, they can get to go home and hide behind their four walls and pray to whatever, you know, magical person that lives in the sky Um and say, oh, you know, I'm holier than thou and blah, blah, blah. And my beliefs are now going to be, you know, pushed on everyone else because I feel that my religion says that it's the right one and, and what I believe should be the right thing. And that's how government should also function. And anyone else who doesn't believe what I believe can go suck it. Mm-hmm. You're still going to go and I'm still going to inflict on you my personal beliefs, even though that's not what you believe. And that may affect you in a way that could be life changing. And that sucks. Yeah. So, fuck you. It's crazy. And I know we talked a little bit about this on the show as well, but mm-hmm. drag events have been targeted, uh, specifically drag events for children. And we know, I mean, it happens in Connecticut all the time where right. drag queens go to libraries right. or community centers and they tell stories dressed as a princess or dressed as themselves. Right. But there have been 141 protests that have threatened um, events with with drag queens throughout um, America in 2022, uh, which is just crazy to me because if you've ever been, I don't know if either of you have been to one of uh, these events, but going to an event where there's a drag queen reading to kids, it's like they are, they're enthralled. They're like, um, they're into it. They love it. And it's not like the drag queen is reading inappropriate material. They're taking like Disney, like, like stories and talking about princess and princesses and frogs and, and imaginary animals. And you're saying that that's not okay to do. I mean, you had, I mean, I I don't know about you, but growing up, I had one of the biggest drag Queens ever known to man teach me the ABCs big bird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. And, you know, and, you know, Cookie Monster, these uh, these were all drag queens to me because these aren't real entities. They put on a costume and they taught us how to say the ABCs and all this stuff. So, you know what? It's like, fuck you again. I think, you know, what's Bert and Ernie, mm-hmm. right? First but couple living together. We still don't know. Well, come on. So, <laughs> let me you tell you, know let me now. tell you, Bert and Ernie describe a lot of the older LGBT couples that I knew. That lived with roommates. Right. I still have friends to this date in their 60s now. Right. Who still live with their roommate. Oh, right. yeah. 
And but, and they've but, had several roommates over the years. Right. Yeah. And, and it's Your crazy. Boyfriend's boyfriend. yeah. It's like mom comes over. Oh, you have a new roommate. Yeah, ma. Yeah. Um, your bed is a mess. Why is his bed made up? Yeah. So. You know. Do you, ever, do you ever read the story? It was a story that was circulating on social media, and I'll tell it very quickly. Uh, so the mother comes over, and she visits her son, and she realizes that, you know, she suspects that her son and their roommate may be together. Excuse me. So she brought over dishes and left a dish in her roommate, in his roommate's bed, right? And couple of days pass by and she calls her son and says, Hey, you know, I have some dishes that are missing and you know, do you, do you happen to have them or do you know where they are? Did you take them? He's like, why would you think that I took your dishes? And so the mother says to him, well, if you took the time to go look in your roommate's bed, you would know that my dish has been sitting there for a whole week. That's how I know he's not your roommate. (laughs) Proud of her. Yes. Mother. I was like, was was she Hispanic? uh, Probably. (laughs) Ella era hispana. No, but you know, th- this is a real serious problem in regards to drag queens not being able to, you know, just bring a little joy to kids' lives by reading them a story. And it's so tragic, the fact that this is where we are in America today. Um, well, and before you go there, it is very tragic because let's just cover a couple things real quick. Yes. A donut shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma mm-hmm. was actually firebombed. After it held an event that featured a drag queen as a server. Mm -hmm. And then in Eugene, Oregon, those who objected to that, that who were objected to the drag performance through smoke bombs and rocks in South Carolina, there were, there was a bomb threat against a restaurant hosting a drag brunch, um, threatening to kill the performers. Right. Not only did they have the threat against the performers, someone actually went to more North Carolina and blew up the power freaking station. So the substations. Yeah, that was and, part of those attacks they had. And that- knocked out power to an entire county. Like. Over a fucking drag show. This is where we are. That is yes. insane. Yes. yes. Insane. Yeah. And it's it's crazy that that's where we are, because, you know, when you think about some of these these they're terrorist attacks, really, you have armed militia showing up at libraries to intimidate people from going in and participating where drag queens are going to read story time. Mm -hmm. I think think there was one uh, a day or two ago in New York City. Probably. Yeah. I I, I mean, I I haven't read anything recently, but yeah, yeah, that was tragic bunch of uh supremacists showed up to pick it and there were almost three times as many lgbtq supporters on the other side of the street right but yeah there, there was something i i recall seeing it in the news uh a day or so ago you know and it's it's crazy i, I want to go back to this moore county north carolina you know power plant thing yep so they, they attacked a substation that knocked out power for days right it was still cold people didn't have any heat in this county and they were doing this and they did it in a fashion um, similar to a terrorist attack that occurred in California decades before. And so when you think not only did it, it, it bring to light the fact that you have a lot of bigots out there that are trying to attack the community, our community in any way possible, they're resorting to terrorist tactics to do that and not only affecting the people that um, may be performing, whether they're part of the community or not, they're affecting other people as well. Yeah. And it, it also exposed the vulnerabilities of our grid, 
our interconnected national grid that can suffer catastrophic failure if one power plant is attacked the way it was. They were literally shooting at some of the transformers to have them explode and bring the lights down because they didn't want the show to actually happen. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Actually, um, I've I've watched a few episodes of a TV show on HBO, which is called We're Here. Oh, Have you guys I heard of it? Freaking love that show. Did you it's see on the, season three now? It's on season I three. Seen season I started. Three yet. I started watching. Have you seen season one when they go to Branson, Missouri? Yeah. So it, it's Eureka. <laughs> oh, it's I know. Shangela, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I can't remember the other drag queen. Oh, and Bob the Bob the drag Bob queen. The tra- yeah, Bob the Bob, drag queen. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jay. Bob the trans. Okay. <laughs> the tra- no, the drag queen. Yeah, it's Bob the drag queen. Yeah. Um. But no, it's an amazing show, and you know they go out and they. Yeah, I was know. watching the Branson, Missouri, and and they're trying, they're going around town, kind of promoting that they're going to do an event, and they go to a, several venues to try and find a place to hold their event, and they get the cops called on them. Yes, <laughs> wow, it's it's crazy. It's it's I mean, and and the bigotry is very, uh, but it's Bible Belt. That's like yeah, right. Dead center. I mean, I Bible think that's though. kind of the point. I mean, even if you look at Queer, queer Eye, right. they're now going down south, like deep south, yeah. right. for their new new episodes. Like it's you want a challenge, right. you yeah. got a challenge, but right. yeah. And and sometimes you, we just have to meet the moment with with without fear, and you know, you you just have to push forward, knowing that you know something could potentially happen because that's the mm-hmm. only way we bring change. Be safe, but it, but like we say on the show, it takes that one conversation with that mm-hmm. one person right. to then have that next conversation with the next person. Like right. you, you can't just assume you're going to walk into a crowd and everyone's going to accept you. You have right. to have one-on-one interactions right. so that people realize that you're just who you are. Like right. we are no different than you. Right. Yeah. You can't open minds with a closed demeanor. And it's not our face. It's not our fault that we beat our face. Right. To perfection, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Because yeah, cause we're, we're beautiful. Are you beautiful, baby? <laughs> All the time. Are you beautiful? 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's beautiful. She just, you know, even when I'm not here. feeling it, I'm beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Body beautiful, baby. <laughs> baby. Work that body. Um, no, but but it is it is a serious problem, and it, it was one of the stories in 2022 that most likely will carry over into this new year, and uh, we'll be watching closely. Yeah. So what do we have? So I'm going to actually let you take the last two, because okay. you've been covering them on the show. So Okay. So, all right. <laughs> so let's go uh, to Brittany Grinner who was arrested in Russia. So as you know, Brittany Griner was um, a basketball player that played college basketball in the U.S. She was so good that eventually she, um, you know, wanted to play pro. But unfortunately, in the U.S. of A., you know, you only have the NWBA or WNBA, WNBA, which is the Women's National Basketball Association. But, you know, they're not paying they're not paying women the same amount of money that men who are in the NBA get paid. And so these women, you know, they, they have skills and they want to make money. And so they resort to joining teams in Europe or in other countries to be able to utilize their skill to make money and to be successful basketball players, professional basketball players. Well, she went to Russia, um, obviously, to play. She had been playing for the Russian team for several years. It's yeah. my understanding. And then this whole invasion of Ukraine by Russia happens and the U.S. and all the world nations that are part of the um you, you know the the European Union and and what do we call the the G20 
summit or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, they come together and they start supporting Ukraine and offering them services and in, in, in saying, okay, here, we'll give you the weapons that you need, but we can't fight for you. You're not part of, you know, this, this league of nations that are NATO, NATO that has an agreement to protect each other. So you have to do it yourself. And so the U S started giving weapons, you know, um, Polish Poland started helping Ukraine and all the neighboring NATO nations started helping and things got very tense very quickly. And we're still in the midst of this war between Russia invading Mm -hmm. Ukraine. Uh And in the midst of all of this, you know, Russia is trying to get the upper hand at any cost and is using individuals specifically Americans to hold them captive as a means uh, as a tactic to to subvert either US relations with Ukraine or stop the US from in, in some way shape or form from supporting um this country that they want to invade and i believe that Brittany Griner was a, was clearly a victim of of this political climate that we find ourselves in as a result of this, you know, mm-hmm. unwarranted war against the Ukrainian people. Being in the WNBA, she <clears throat> to them she's a standout figure. Right. And so technically in the US they're not looked highly upon as they would the NBA. Right. So but they played they played it well. They played it well cuz what she was caught with was like a used vape. Mm-hmm. Right, and so you, you know, know, it was like there was traces. Yep, right. But she made the mistake. <laughs> it was enough. Yeah. She made the mistake of pleading guilty. Yeah, right. Yeah. So she arrived. Well, you have no choice. Yeah. I mean, do we know that she played? She pleaded guilty, or that did Russia say we have a statement from her pleading guilty? What did they do to her? Yeah, you no, know what I'm saying. True. So the center, um, she she was playing. She is a lesbian basketball star. At the, uh, you know, center for the. Uh, WNBA's Phoenix Mercury arrived in Russia on, in February to play for the team in that nation during um, the offseason, which she has done for several years. She was arrested and charged with drug smuggling because her <laughs> luggage contained a vape cartridge with traces of haddish oil, which is illegal Hashish. in Russia. Um, she said she made a mistake. Hashish. Haddish is a comedian. Uh, ha- hashish? hashish? Okay. Well, it, it reads haddish to me, but okay. <laughs> Hash. Let's go there. Um, She said, you know, that it was a mistake. She pleaded guilty and hoped for mercy from the Russian court. But she was sentenced to nine years in prison doing Uh, hard labor. Hard labor. Yeah, she was transferred to a hard labor camp. Right. And so this was, it made world news. Obviously, you know, immediately our government, you know, tried to to negotiate in some way, shape or form. Uh, to the point where we actually extradited, we we gave back to the Russians a arms dealer, a killer, to get Gr- Grinner back. And the Republican Party lost their shit. But the important thing is that this woman spent, you know, a little over, uh, a little under a year locked up in Russian penitentiary, um, potentially being, you know, looking at nine plus years of hard labor. Uh, but she was, we managed to actually secure her release mm-hmm. and she ended up coming back home. I think it was like three or four weeks ago in December, in December. in December. And, you know, she is happy to be back home with her wife, uh, Sherelle and other loved ones. But think about the logistics of this. She is imprisoned for, you know, issues that are going on between two nations. She is a lesbian woman married to a woman went to play basketball in a country where they have um, laws 
on the books against showing any type of anything that shows rainbows, Mm -hmm. um, symbols of the LGBTQ plus community. It's pretty tragic, you know, and, and I say to myself as a lesbian woman, why would you go to a country that has these stances on members of our community. I understand that you, you want to make money, but you could have went anywhere in the world. Yeah. And I think some of the countries tend to, um, um, what do you call recruit, recruit, recruit yeah. right. players. So it might've been that Russia recruited her as well. Yeah. You know, and if I they offer you it. enough money, of course, you know, you're going to say, Hey, why right. not? But absolutely right. I mean, she, and and I'm looking at some of the stuff. Cause I, like, I was like, you know, let me labor camps. You know, they they'd have them. You know, they say that they're very <laughs> that Russian prison camps are very close to the gulag uh, camps. So basically, hard manual labor, right. depending where they place you. Some places you're just doing seamstress like grunt work. Yeah, you know, all day all you're doing is sitting there sewing. Right clothing for the military or, or or for who knows who which can't get their act together by the way <laughs> and, and doing anything uh but but that's not important the important thing is it was big news she's home she's safe she's Correct. with her loved ones um she doesn't have to worry about um i don't think she'll be going to russia anytime soon uh-uh. uh but she doesn't have to worry about being being there and um regardless of what republicans say whether or not the trade was fair or not we believe it was. She's home, and we're happy to have her. So that was that. Um, finally, in finally, 2022. Right. In 2022, after 50 years of longstanding precedence, the Supreme Court, with a conservative majority of 6-3, overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, it was... A huge uh, reversal of a landmark ruling in June, um, where it also established a Dobbs uh, versus uh, Jackson's Women's Health Organization. The case has stemmed from the Mississippi law banning most abortions after 15 weeks. Um, they didn't want to uptake the, the the law, and then in June, as we can expect, after every term. The last week of June is when justices go through and render all of their their decisions. They actually announced that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And this has been, I believe, not only does it impact women in our nation, um, in states that don't have laws protecting the right to, to self-care and abortion for women, it affects them extremely horribly. Um, but um, it it also you know changed the way that we have seen women in the U.S. for well over fifty plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Since the nineteen seventies, we believed, and it has been believed, that women in this country were no longer considered second class citizens when it came to to civil rights because of this landmark ruling that was protecting their right to access an abortion. Correct. Um, that's all out the door. Yeah. It's all out the door now. As of 2022, women in the U.S. are indeed second-class citizens in most states that don't support um, their right to an abortion. And again, that was uh, that was because um, the House and the Senate and President at the time didn't, once that um, ruling was passed, okay. didn't push through a bill like they did 
for um, our last story, which we'll talk about, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, But that is something they should have done. They should have passed through a bill specifically speaking about a woman's right to choose, which that the court case wasn't specifically about abortion. It well, while it covered abortion, it wasn't specifically about abortion. And that's, I think, why it was so easily overturned with this court. Well, you also have to keep in mind, too, they didn't have the votes, unfortunately. We had the majority in the Senate by, it was a 50-50, right? And then the vice no. the vice president would be the tiebreaker. And in the House of Representatives, we had a majority. Um, but what are you le- talking about? We're talking about Roe v. Wade. You're talking about introducing legislation to protect it But it was it too late it at out. that point. It wasn't at the time because we had the majority, right? They could have overturned No, but this should have been done years ago. right. They could have overturned Roe v. Wade yesterday and the next day they could have introduced the bill, but they didn't have the votes to be able to pass a bill of that magnitude because you needed 60 senators in the Senate to make it law. It's not one of those votes that a simple majority can actually pass. No, I know, but they should have done that years ago. Right. They could have. But when has either party had 60 votes in the Senate to pass anything in the past decade? Well, they just passed what we're going to talk about for the last piece. Right. And and so so they could have done it now. It, it, it's or, a whole, it's know. a whole different dynamic, right? Like you said, your brother's a Republican, right? But he sees you, right? But I'm, I'm saying what they 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 did have the votes. They right. could have passed that through before before it went to the court if they had put legislation. If they had put in legislation, I mean, literally, why do you think the the Gay Marriage Act or gay protection defensive uh excuse me the defensive gay marriage and no it's it's called it, it it's called hold on hold on, hold on the respective marriage act no why so, do you think they put that into put that to a vote what what to protect from Correct. the impending decision Correct. that could be rendered but that could have happened for roe v wade it could have but they don't have the votes to pass the legislation and make it law they didn't have it Right. The only way they passed the and I Respect think also, of Marriage yeah. Act is because they had 10 Republican senators assigned on board to pass that So you don't think those 10 would have done that? No. no and you also got to keep in three. mind no, nothing. Susan Collins, Sus- um, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. They it should have been have done years votes. ago. Right. It could have, but I don't think that has ever come up as, an, as a discussion that it would be overturned at any point. Which is why they never introduced. It's never it been. It's right. never been yeah. in the line, like, think, as think, you may say. I think moving forward, we have to learn that, like, yeah, you can't trust what the Supreme Court says at this point. Yeah, but you're right. They could have introduced something, but they didn't because we never thought we would have been here. Yeah, that, well, there was right. mention of it. What, like, a month maybe, or three weeks prior? Twenty to, years prior, they challenged the law and it failed. Yeah, but but you know, like every there's decade, been no conversation. Period. Right. Right. This was just like a hey. There were some papers leaked that say that they're looking at this. Right. And then next thing you know, it was overturned. Right. I don't think there was much of a of a break given or uh, enough time for anybody right. to get their shit together. It was settled to precedence. Fr- yeah. And we yeah. never thought that settled precedence. We had this conversation with Chris Mattoon here and with certain types of decisions at the Supreme Court level would never be challenged because they're, they're called they're what they called super precedences. He thought that marriage equality was one of them. Roe v. Wade, we thought, was one of them. And as we can see, we were godly wrong. Um, But here we are today. 
right? And it sucks that this is where we are, but now the only option we have is to codify some sort of law and hope that we have the votes, which I doubt in this upcoming term. They can't oh, yeah, even get no, a speaker. No, no, they can't no. even get a speaker in the House, uh, let alone, you know, do the business of the people. So we shall see um, if we ever have some sort of, you know, uh, majority in either chambers that allows us to pass this legislation without the support of a specific party. But that's not where we are, you know, but it happened. One of the biggest things that happened in 2022. Um, sad. All right. Uh, keep going. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're going to end on a more positive note. Right. So we talked about the blue wave. Now we're talking about the rainbow wave of 2022. So the rainbow wave, as we've talked about on the show of 2022, was during the November midterm elections. We had a tsunami of Republicans winning office. Um, Well, it wasn't really a tsunami. They they assumed it It would would be be. a tsunami. They were expecting a red wave. And what had happened was... (laughs) They got a tide. We had a lot of really... uh, surprising wins we had a lot of wins for democrats we did see a flip with republicans in the house Mm -hmm. but the best thing about it was we had a huge turnout for lgbtq plus candidates more than 400 out of uh more than 400 out candidates won their races at all levels 100 more than last year which is amazing that's a 60 percent win rate Right. So that's the rainbow wave. It's pretty amazing that we saw something so spectacular this year. Right. And the good thing about having um, members of our community represent us in all levels of government, whether local, the state level or at the national level, is that, you know, these are people that are potential votes that block any type of legislation mm-hmm. that could potentially affect us in a negative way. But there are also people that, you know. They understand our community, but they're also, you know, level-headed enough to not just make decisions based on the needs of our community. They're going to make decisions based on the needs of the full picture. Right, but I would still expect them. uh, Oh, yeah, 100%. As a member of my community, you are advocating for us. 100%, yeah. You better, or we're fighting. Yeah, that's why we need more representation. Right. I agree. 1,000%. Yeah. So, Jaybird. You want to take the last one? You want to take the last one? Let's see. <laughs> if his computer can load. Yeah. Oh, it loaded all right. It loaded all it's right. It's better than my so, glory hole upstairs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have, actually, did we skip? Um, We're not going to talk about that one right okay. now. What did we skip? So the Respect for Marriage oh. Act passes in That's 2022. Right. That's right. Uh, so, again, uh, spurred by... Uh, Clarence Thomas's threat to marriage equality, Democrats and even a few Republicans in, co- in Congress acted to protect the right of queer and interracial couples to marry no matter what the su- Supreme Court does. So President Biden signed the Respect for Marriage, marriage Act into law in December after both houses of Congress okayed it. Right. Um, so that, that, I mean, that was a big win, yeah. all in all. Um, there were some things in the bill that were... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but compromises it, were made. compromises were made, yeah. and that, as long as the bill was passed, I think that's that was the main goal of it, mm-hmm. right. especially after the shit show of Roe v. Wade. Right, and yeah. we and we talked about a little bit uh, of the shortcomings of this law, the Respect of Marriage uh, Act, um, but it offers more protection um, than it doesn't. 
And, you know, um, my fear is for states that don't have marriage equality um, enshrined into their constitution or at the state level, or at least into law, uh, where people in, in those communities yeah. may be affected um, should, um, you know, yeah, I think the main, fell. Yeah, I think the main con- concession in this bill was the fact that there were uh, religious institutions that wanted protection, knowing that they could deny the request to perform a marriage. Right. I don't have to get married in a church. You don't. Man. You don't. I want to get married in, married in a garden. Yeah, and there, are, you know, garden. there are a lot of religious um, LGBTQ plus members, um, and there are a lot of churches that you can be a part of that are supportive of that. Right. If there is a church that is not supportive of that, you don't want to be a part of that church. Right. So take the fucking protections because I'm not going to come to you and ask you to right. marry me. Yeah, but that's not the only thing that. Um, it gets protected under this bill. You know, it's just, again, states that don't have it legalized or, or enshrined in their constitution are affected. If Obergefell were to be overturned, those states don't necessarily have to provide marriage licenses anymore. Like Kentucky, for example, Waffle House Kim could go back and become a county clerk and literally but, look at a gay couple and say, no, I don't want to give you a license anymore. But, they, and she but would be if okay. they do get married somewhere else, it has to be recognized in that state. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. You, you're still, you're still being treated in a sense in a, in depending on what state you live in as a second class citizen, you have to go elsewhere to get married married so that you can come back and have it legally acknowledged and it's kind of fucked up yeah i'm not saying it's not fucked up but it's like i look at it this way it's a win it's better than nothing and i'm glad it happened and we have a backup should the supreme court say fuck you to the lgbtq plus community you know i can tell you something right now ruth bader ginsburg must be rolling in her fucking grave right now Especially with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, something she works. She's going to get back up. T- tirelessly. I swear to God, I hope she just grabs Donald Dunn's feet and just drag <laughs> him down and say, fuck you, because he was just such an asshole. But anyway, um, yes, those are you know the top stories of 2022 um, that are related to the LGBTQ plus community. So I think there's one more that I think is really sweet. Yeah. And it's not in the story, but we all love... Pete Buttigieg. Oh, we do. We, we love do. him. And this is something I don't know about. But go ahead. This year, he and his husband, Chastin, welcomed Penelope Rose and Joseph August Buttigieg to the They're family. twins. I know. And it's just so beautiful to see that happen. And I thought that that was something we could share. Yeah. Well, congratulations to our our transportation secretary and his amazing husband, Chastin. And maybe one day first family. You never know. You never know. We still have that cover right over there. That Time magazine. Could this be the first family? You never know. Um, man, that that guy's so witty. Oh, I love he is him. so witty. All right. Um, I think uh, we're done for the evening. So let's go ahead and wrap up. I'll throw toss it over to my people. I'm gonna kick it off with Trish first. There you go, darling. Mama Kim. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, couple awarded almost. $150,000 after a severe anti-gay bullying at a restaurant where they worked. Number two, this big gay winter festival was the ancient precursor to Christmas. Number three, this history-making gay athlete and country singer released a Christmas tri- tribute album to his boyfriend. Tribute Aww. song to his boyfriend. That's beautiful. Cute. Lovely. All right, Jaybird. There's nothing. 
Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Oh, she she's not updating. Oh, she's not updating. All right. Well, I will late, toss I this. I will take this for you, I and then you can tell. take the rest of mine. <laughs> On this day in gay history, of course, brought to you by these three bitches at this table. Of course, it's uh, when January fourth, twenty ten, where Austria uh, first same sex couples marry in Austria. Four couples in Vienna are recognized under the new civil unions bill, but do not have the right to adopt children or use artificial insemination. You don't need to go use it formally. Just grab a turkey baster and shove it up there. You'll be fine. Who's there to verify? (laughs) Exactly. But uh, that was on this day in gay history. So, of course, I'm going to toss it over um, to Jay. He's going to have to try this. Okay. So, if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review uh, on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite devices or web browser as soon as the episode is published. All right. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can support the show with a monetary donation, do, donation, <laughs> donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Uh, and now, here's it's, Nick. Here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there who want to keep their buttholes on point. Yes, we're talking about future methods. All right, everybody, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right, and uh, Jaybird? As always, we would like to put a ring on it. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, and no, I'm kidding. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. All right, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom? It's your turn. And if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website, click on the Contact Us tab. There, you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us a voice message with any questions you may have. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. Remember, that's also our law offices now. You can also, uh, if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday. Excuse me every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our first show of the year. We would like to thank you for joining us. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.